What up? And welcome to the Randy Savagery Show. <coughs> That's right. Coming at you with episode number two. How is everybody feeling out there today? How's everybody doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. It's a hot one here in uh, Metro Detroit area today. I think it's like, I don't know, let me check. I think it's, it feels to me like it's in the 90s area. But I'm not sure. Oh, 82. See, I'm just a pussy. What? My bad. But. What has everybody been up to? Um, me personally, I mean, you know the deal. Blockland, working for the man, ununioned, uncivilized. But uh, not that bad, because I work part-time, remember? School, master of my own destiny. Not willing to get on my knees and... Nook. But. Been some wild things going on out there. <clears throat> some wild and crazy interesting things for sure. I mean. I think since the last time me and you guys spoke. There was that. There was that super duper Bitcoin drop or whatever. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was because, uh, in China, they put governmental sanctions on banks and multiple institutions stating that they were no longer allowed to accept Bitcoin. And I think either, uh, not transfer it either. So no acceptance, no Bitcoin transfers, you know, it's interesting though, because like the value on the screen, you see it go boo. You see the dip, right? <clears throat> but also you see the power, obviously, of a cryptocurrency. I mean, in order to get the Chinese government to make a decision so vast like that, especially because I think they were one of the top producers of uh, Bitcoin mining, maybe cryptocurrency mining. I, I don't, don't, don't quote me, you know. I ain't got a fact checker over here. I'm me. I am my fact checker. And I'm not the best one. So, But it actually shows the value of cryptocurrency. For them to try to put a hammer down on it means it's dangerous. It means that they see danger in what they consider their monetary system. Which I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how China runs theirs. But I know a little bit about how we run ours. And it's on that bullshit. <laughs> <clears throat> the Federal Reserve being a uh, like a mixed privatized federal uh, like uh, company. And the fact that we don't have a finite amount of the money. We print it. We print it on the backs and the promise of the American people are going to get up and go to work in industry and that we will continue to have innovators because that's why we are valued across this globe. 
you know. So we print all this funny but funny money, you know. Bunch of spam. And then as long as we have works, you know, good fruit to show, then then it's worth a damn. But with the current climate, you know, I don't really know the numbers, so I could I could definitely be wrong. You know, maybe maybe more Americans are back to work, and you know, ingenuity is off the chain, and fucking we're back, baby, we're back, baby. You know, I don't know, but uh, a lot of unemployment, a lot of just communist theology talk and socialism talk amongst many of my liberal friends and the whole general consensus at least i feel in my bubble is you know people are they don't want to work they don't want to go to work they don't want to go and i mean i don't personally blame them i don't really want to go i guess i haven't hey i'm i'm with those fucking communist friends right they are my fucking friends (laughs) I mean, me now. Now, don't get me wrong. I am. I am not a communist, and I do not subscribe to that thought process. There's definitely pieces of socialism that I would uh, identify as something I could get behind for sure. Uh, I think the checks and balances and who decides what goes where is really the big, big issue. And I'm not a smart enough motherfucker to create some type of systematic voting thingy majig. But, you know, if there is a way, you know, we all know when somebody eats a bat in China, you know, we all know shit real fast that they want us to know on social media. Well, if there is a legitimate way to all know, like, you know, what candidate is for this and who is going to make this decision right quick and then boom, you know, press it, vote. I don't know. I feel like that would probably be a better, probably a better way of doing it you know because most of us we don't really know fucking shit about the government and how to vote and i mean we know how to vote for like the president and then like our local i'm gonna just use words committees and and uh magistrates and all types of fucking you know the the stuff around your house that's like the powder wig british guys you know we don't really know how to do that. And because of that, you're not really empowering the people. I mean, the system itself should be as simple as fucking all the little Facebook voting shit. <laughs> you know? And I don't know. Whatever, man. Whatever. But it's warm here, you know? So I'm happy because we get cold out here near the D. We get very chilly. And it's finally summer. You know what I mean, baby? You know what I mean? You got the nice cars out, the rims. You got the you got the the ladies with the chichis out. You know the shorts are shorter. Uh titties be out when it's hot. You feel me? And I got AC in my car. So I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh shit let's see what did i see fucking on the news what did i see i saw so oh i saw el chapo's el chapo's wife yeah el chapo's wife to plead guilty to help running drug cartel 
And I was like, wow. Because I think this is like almost a year after his arrest. And for any of you, you know what I'm saying, that might not be from this planet or something like that. Uh, El Chapo, uh, Chapo Guzman, was a, a notorious like kingpin over a Mexican cartel called the Sinaloa Cartel. And I think they had a stronghold on... At one point, and it was dominant for multiple years, 80 to 90% of all the drugs that were flowing into the United States of America. So, you know, he's a big guy, big fucking dude. Anyways, uh, his wife, who is a lot younger than him, she looked like a, she looked like a smoke show, to be honest. Hottie. But his wife uh, actually pled guilty to aiding and embedding him when he was on the run from U.S. federal enforcement. Her name is uh, Emma Cornell Asperio. Yeah. Emma Cornell Asperio, when you know, you would think it would have like a hyphen of Guzman or something. Guy like that. I wouldn't imagine a guy like that let his wife be running around with an, you know, her original last name. Anyways, you know, but uh, officially what it says in the documents is that her crime was actually being a real ass bitch. Yeah, I said it. A real ass bitch. This bitch, literally, I mean, what she's doing, what she is really saying in layman's terms for anyone who's never been involved in any type of like uh, negative law, uh situations law enforcement situations you know she's pleading guilty because if there was a deal that they were working out with her or if they offered her a deal that is now null and void because she is not a credible witness she is complicit in the same crimes what she's what she's really doing is saying like i love you i'm gonna hold you the fuck down you know i'm I'm gonna hold down my baby and I, I don't know exactly. It said that, uh, from what I read, it said they met when they were seven, when she was 17. I, and I don't know if he was 49 and she was 18 when they got married. Somebody would have to fact check me on that. All I know is that she's definitely a lot younger. Like this girl, I mean, she's being super loyal. I don't know how much time she's going to get, but I can't imagine it's going to be, you know, un poquito. but that's cool man you know what i'm saying that's cool anyways actually you know what not anyways you know it's kind of funny because the the when you really break it down the whole the whole thing is is is, uh that these people are yeah they are criminals right and they definitely engage in extremely violent behavior but i you know they're doing it to bring, uh, you know, chemicals to us. <laughs> Obviously, these are drugs that people want to do. And they want to source them through any mechanism they have to because they're not legal. So who's really to blame? I don't really know if... I don't really know if I'd necessarily look at them as criminals, you know, because they have ample access to all of these chemicals that 
people across an imaginary line want. And they live in a third world country where they have no money, minimal opportunity. I mean, fucked, you know, on average. On average, they do not have many choices. But they have this giant opportunity in front of their face that flashes. Like, it flashes through, like, the, the town roads on fucking military trucks with gold and fucking uh, gold-plated guns. And it, it flashes in front of them on a daily basis. The money, the power, the respect. That's all I'm saying. But, anyways. <clears throat> Uh, oh my god, dude, I saw this fucking earlier. I was, uh, this was, this was the headline, I think. Mark, I'm gonna do it for you. Mark Zuckerberg, slow-mo, throwing spear and shooting compound bow video, virals the internet. I saw that shit, I was like, what? Ah! And don't get me wrong, I wasted about, I don't know, I think it was four minutes of my time. I watched that motherfucking video. But I thought it was funny because uh, I, I, in my mind, I was like, this is not news. This is not Facebook news. This is not news. Like, it is literally viral because he's viral. Anything he posts, he can be taking a shit, right? He can be shitting, speaking Mandarin, you know, Chinese on the fucking toilet. And, uh, and, and that would go viral. So the viral part is not the news, right? Was the news the Spears? What part was the news? Like, he, he was a good shot. Don't get me wrong. The motherfucker had the shot. I'm going to read to you how the, the headline should have went. <clears throat> how it would it, it should have said in today's news, a genocide on Facebook from Manari's military. Facebook complicit in this genocidal act. You know, why does nobody fucking... Nobody, uh, that's what it should say. And uh, just so you know, that's, that's a completely real thing. I'm not, I'm not making that up. Uh, there, there was a... Uh, I think it was over a 10-year span... A genocidal movement from, and it was state sanctioned from the military against uh, the local Muslim population in this specific region. I don't, I don't know the, the the name off the top of my head, but it, it's a Buddhist country, and Facebook was completely complicit in the deaths of thousands of Muslims. That's news. That's the real news. I'm telling you, this fucking business is—it's bullshit. It's completely destroyed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, uh, in today's in today's news, Mark Zuckerberg puts a yellow sock on and a blue. And then if you show enough like uh, cool effects in the background, and you put a fucking EDM song in the back. It's you got to show me love. You do some shit like that, you know. And the socks are fucking nice. And people are into it. Blindly. I mean, like, he, the guy is a monster. Like, <laughs> he's uh, purely a monster. And, and I know you might be thinking, you'd be like, oh, well, uh, Randy, 
you know, what about guns? That's like saying if, if you saw someone a gun, he takes the tool and then he shoots someone with it. Or would the, would the firearm person be complicit? No! No, motherfucker. Stand by the guns, baby. Hell no. Those are not, those are not the same thing. They seem similar, but they're not the same. And this is why. Because if you were to pose the question to me like this, uh, Randy, uh, <clears throat> well, what about the firearms? You know, the firearms that can be remotely turned off at any time because they're being monitored at all times. Well, those ones, if someone goes out there and shoots somebody, it, uh, it shoots more than one person, let's say shoots a thousand of them, and, and they can turn it off at any time, that firearm, remotely, wouldn't they be complicit? Yes, they would be complicit, right? And that's the big difference between Facebook, a firearm, and this whole scenario. Is that Facebook has complete control over censorship. We know that in latter years. So, when they became aware that human lives, especially on a mass scale, were being taken off the planet, they didn't do anything. They didn't censor anyone. That's why they're complicit. Now, don't get me wrong, eventually, at some point, they actually did shut down the official uh, Facebook account of the military general that was, like, the head of it. Yeah, that's what they did. That's it. That's it. That's all they did in that entire time. Just so you know. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg news with the news of the spears. Bo fucking hit the bullseye. Retarded. Anyways. Yo. I want to talk to you guys about the Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul fight. Right? I ain't gonna lie to you guys, dude. I'm proud of fucking... I'm proud of Logan Paul, and I'm proud of uh, Jake Paul. You know what I'm saying? I really am. And I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it originally. I did not see what it was that these that these young brothers were actually doing. And then after I did a little bit of deep diving and research, I realized, you know, I, I don't know how in uh, 2021 you could not be proud of these two gentlemen, for real. I mean, they are completely self-made. They come from the Midwest. They come from a completely average family. And they monetized and worked at the internet. And they did it slowly and steady. They've had it. They've had their social medias for fucking, I don't know, 10 years, 13 years, man. So they did it. And they actually got to the point where they have fought. I keep saying they collectively because they're like a blonde fucking, to me in my mind, they're like one oozing fucking thing, you know, whatever. I don't really give a shit about either of them, but, you know, what they did was fight one of the greatest, you know, arguably the one of the most accomplished boxers on planet Earth, pound for pound for his weight division. Uh, he has never been defeated. Uh, you know, 
I'd probably say that Roy Jones Jr. Uh, was more talented and also had more bravado, showed off more in the ring and stood behind exactly what he did. The man was, uh, you know, on beat better dancer than most people and would on beat beat that ass. <laughs> but, uh, you know, to go back to what I was saying, you know, what these what these gentlemen have done is astounding. Being normal, lower level to the, to the rich ass elite people. <clears throat> using a mechanism of sharing information to gain a following, uh, utilizing the skills uh, that they developed, the genetics they have to fight, promote, and create such a stank around one of the greatest boxers on earth. Now, the reason this is so interesting to me, right, it's... Uh, it's, it's not about the way they act, because honestly, I mean, uh, Logan doesn't really act too, up too much. I mean, I feel like he actually has a real hard time putting the face on. He's not he's not really as annoying, as good at getting the goat or whatever, you know. The biceps on that man, fucking glorious, though. But anyways, uh, you know, what they have really done is they've shook up the fighting industry. What they truly did is shake that motherfucker up because some of the greatest mixed martial artists on this planet, Francis Ngannou, uh, fucking, uh, I can't remember his name, Costa, the, the Brazilian guy, you know, some of the greatest ones out there realize, right, and they are shocked, hey, this fucking blonde nobody, he was a great wrestler, but he ain't shit, right? Uh, he just made $20 million and fought one of the greatest boxers. Uh, he didn't get hurt. There wasn't even a winner. I mean, it was literally a clown show. And he made more money than I've seen working under Dana White the enti my entire career. Because... Uh, because they are independent entities and they are literally being their own Dana White. Because that is what the internet has shown is decentralization, build a following, be your own entity. And these gentlemen, I don't necessarily know why. I don't know if it just ticks them off. Maybe they want to replace them, right? But these gentlemen have really shown Dana White, master and slave fucking owner, that your owning of everybody's promotion is bullshit. You have been able to make millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars off the backs of blacks, Latinos, uh, uh, Caucasian men, every race you can think of, women, by owning all the rights, signing them onto a contract, and making sure that the promotion is controlled by you. And it's bullshit. And I think that uh, I think that a lot of these fighters really see that they see that what you're doing is bullshit, and that to me is what's most exciting. Because like you know, dude, that's really what it is. I mean, that's really what it is. If you really want to, if you want to be frank about it, you you all you really need is if you could convince five to three top level UFC contenders. To go and join over with the Jake Paul fucking clown show, right? 
and then you get those people to fight either just normal established top level fighters or some more freak show bullshit i don't know right if that's how you run every fight i i I personally just don't believe you have to i think you could just turn it into what ufc is i think you really could you could have a decentralized ultimate fighting championship jake paul could and if he did it right what he would do is he would really allow each person to build a social media following to build up and then to 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 let them get a way bigger slice of the pie take the minimal amount of pie do it be an example You'll still be mil- you'll make millions and millions of dollars, and you will show an example of how uh, the that the content creator is who deserves most of the money, baby. You feel me? That's the product. That's the product. Those heavy hands, those heavy fists, those shit talky words, and then putting down the the fucking gauntlet. That's where the money is, man. It's not fucking Dana White, bro. Mister fucking White, dude. You know what I mean? Allegedly, uh, jazz or not jazzercise, but what did he do? Uh, Tybo kickboxing, bro. You was a fucking, you was a kickboxing instructor that that was getting pinched by the fucking Boston mob, and you and you, and you didn't want to deal with the problems. And I don't, I don't hate you for that. You know what I mean? Fucking, I don't, I wouldn't want to deal with any problems either. But that's really what happened. You left and you got lucky. You met two fucking brothers. Don't lie. Honestly, if you just said that, it would look a lot better. We would respect you a lot more because it would be a lot more relatable to pretend that you're this individual who didn't have to walk through the mud and fucking scrub toilets and jazzercise 60-year-old ladies or whatever. is It's kind of pathetic. It's ugly. But keep doing what you're doing, man. I mean, you do a great job at tricking the, the greatest fucking people at fighting on this planet into doing it in your octagon. So either way, I ain't mad at you. You know what I'm saying? Get paid, baby. Get paid, baby. Mm. <clears throat> oh my God, dude. I thought this was fucking extremely interesting. And this is confirmed. This is confirmed. You could fact check me on this one because I thought it it was quite interesting. So this one was uh, uh, Dr. Fauci visits gay bars and bathhouses during the height of the AIDS epidemic to conduct research. I don't know. (laughs) I just thought it was, to me... I was thinking, what kind of research are you doing? You know, what I just picture them in my head. I just, it, I, and I walked in there. I walked into the bathhouse, and uh, you know, the the my brain told me this is a perfect greeting brown, a breeding ground for the for the epidemic. <laughs> uh, it's like I don't know. I just I picture Fauci going in there undercover leather chaps you know what i mean just fucking <laughs> two club hearts two hearts that beat as one <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll get a shelly temple thank you uh anyways this interview though when you read it it is fucking funny because he literally does say he's like uh you know he says from from, from the doctor perspective of my mind when i saw what was going on in these bathhouses I said, this is, this is perfect. This is a perfect place to breed AIDS. 
I mean, I can't make this shit up. You could go fucking find the, the, the link on Google. It's quite hilarious. Like, why wasn't you doing research in the lab, bruh? You know what I mean? Shit, dude. You was getting your, your jollies and rocks off with the fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, those rock star, those, those 80s, those 80s booty boys, you know? Them 80s men. That was, that was a wild time back then. You know what I mean? I'm definitely, no, that I'm not hating, but I'm just hating on Dr. Fauci fucking dressed up full full on headdress native american ymca village people you know what i mean he, he said i i went in there undercover what was undercover what did that mean bro what did you mean by that like are we talking full-on culture club like picture dr fauci with the dread with the fucking the braided dreadlocks coming out do you really want to hurt me <laughs> Fuck, dude. You probably, what you probably should have done was uh, put out a condom mandate, right? <laughs> Fucking epidemic. Why wasn't it all over the news, everywhere? Young gay men are dying. Wear your condom. I don't know. Just silly to me. But, yep, that's going to wrap it up for today, folks. Uh, you know, tune in at the Randy Savagery Show. And this is Randy Savagery hitting you with just a little bit of, a little bit of stuff to think about. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as me. <laughs>